It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast, season number two, episode number 24. It's Cubs. Opening day weekend. Don't forget to listen, download, review. Most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials. Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and Fly the W on Facebook. Or email us at flythew670 at gmail.com. All right, Crowley, first uh, series in the books. Let's uh, hear what happened. Yeah, you know, it was um, second straight season. The Cubs are going to take on the Brewers at Wrigley. This time to start the 2023 campaign. Fans were pumped up, man. Opening was day was great. The sun was shining. It was dry. You can't complain about that. Uh, Strowman was ready to take the ball, and it was just a you know perfect opening day in my opinion. Could have been a little warmer, but not too bad. It was uh, an exciting game, and and you know it was the only one of the three that are the Cubs were going to win. The key to this game really was the third inning. You know, Strowman looked pretty good, and. It was a scoreless game in the third when Milwaukee ends up, they get a hit off a single by Bryce Terang. It was called a single, but to me it looked like an error on Nico. But either way, you know, Terang ends up at second. And then Yelich walks. Jesse Winker strikes out swinging. You had a pass ball to Gomes and then another walk to Willie Adamas. So two walks in that inning for Stroh. You got the bases loaded. Luckily, Rowdy Telez grounded into a double play. Hosmer to Sampson to uh Horner to Swanson to Hosmer, but Stroh and the Cubs were able to come out unscathed after giving up a single and two walks. They would not be so lucky with the walks the rest of the weekend. But that double play, getting out of it, and Stroman was pumped up, that really kind of shifted the momentum. Uh, and, and you know, Milwaukee had their ace going. Corbin's Burns, he's cruising. Bottom of the third, Wisdom draws a walk of his own, but then Miles Mastrobwani uh, grounds into a force out. Patrick Wisdom's out at second, but Master Bunny was hustling, and that prevented a double play, which turned out to be huge. Nico singled, which would be the first hit of the season for the Cubs. He had the uh, runners at the corner. And then uh, Dansby Swanson, the guy who couldn't buy a hit in spring training, he singles to score Master Bunny. Adamas cuts off the throw to home. He tried to get Swanson at first and threw the ball away. That allowed Nico to score, which made it 2-0 Cubs. And and Wrigley is jumping at this point. And, and what's especially funny is that, you know, Willie Harris is telling Nico to slide because the throw's coming to third. And all of a sudden, uh, when, when that when he cuts off the throw, Adamas and throws to first and the ball goes away, Willie Harris is screaming at Nico Horner, you got to go, you got to go. And so <clears throat> Nico just kind of jumps up like a cat and runs straight to home. And Willie Harris is following him almost the whole way. I thought Willie was going to touch home. <laughs> so that was absolutely a blast. You know, the next batter, Hap draws a walk. 
Bellinger struck out singing in the second, but then new Cubs, Trey Mancini, uh, Mancini singled to score Swanson. His Cubs are up 3 nothing, and then with two outs, Willie Adams had a brain fart, absolutely awful. Uh, Jan Gomes hits a chopper over the pitchers after overburns his head. And he just casually went to, you know, step on second and walk to his dugout. But Mancini actually beat him there. Everyone was safe. Hap scored. Cubs are up 4 nothing. So you got the catcher, Jan Gomes, who's no speedster. All Adamas had to do was throw it to first. Innings over. You know, you're down 3 nothing. That's not the end of the world. So that extra run, man, you know, we'll take it. Right? We'll take it. We needed it. We'll take it. So Stroman goes six innings, and he gives up three hits, three walks, eight Ks. But two of those walks were in that third inning when he got out of the double play. So after that third inning, you know, just kind of cruising. He had the first official pitch clock violation in MLB history, and I was there to witness this. Absolutely phenomenal. So There you go. Answer to a trivia question one day. Yeah, so Keegan Thompson, Brad Boxberger, and Michael Fulmer each worked one inning. Uh, the Cubs had 12 Ks to five walks, at least of the pitchers. Offensively, the Cubs scored four runs on six hits, one air. Swanson, though, three for four with an RBI. Ian Happ, one for two with two walks. For the second opening day in a row, the Cubs get to Corbin Burns. He went five innings pitch, four hits, four runs, three walks, and three Ks. So absolutely awesome. And and the Cubs pitching hold the Brewers to zero runs on four hits and one air. Dustin, the game took two hours and 21 minutes. That's the biggest question I wanted to ask you about for this podcast, Crowley. Um, You've been to 23 of these in a row. Um, I'm sure none of them ever lasted that few of minutes um, or hours and minutes, if you want to put it that way. But the game was never that short. Did you feel that it was going too fast? Did you feel that some of your experience was robbed of you because of this or because they won and because the weather wasn't ideal it was dry that's all you can really hope for when you're playing baseball in march that it's dry did you like i mean it from being at home i was kind of i had the radios on i had the tvs on i'm moving around the house I'm, I'm super nervous and anxious about the whole day and it felt very very fast at home but in a good way like i i, I felt like I wasn't, it wasn't bogged down. And we'll get to like today's game. We're taping this after Sunday's game. Today I felt more bogged down with it. And it was close to three hours. But I just wonder if being at the park, if you'd feel robbed or it didn't get the full experience because of the shorter game. I mean, I think it all kind of depends on your situation. You know, for me, uh, at, on an opening day, you know, you, we were up partying at eight o'clock in the morning. We went to output, you know, I mean, it's like we, we got our drinking in our partying on, and then we got our baseball on, got a victory, got to fly the W. So it felt pretty good. I'm sure if you were someone that doesn't like cold weather, you didn't mind at all. Um, right. you know, so I think in those regards, there, there is times where you do notice how fast it is. It's like, there's no casually kind of just wandering over to get a beer or, you know, like everything is kind of like, okay, we got, let's move while, while in between innings to get the food, to get to the bathroom, to get, the and you'll be to what 40, you'll be to like 40 more of these right this year. So this is not for you. You're going to get, you're going to get plenty. You're going to get your fill. I just wonder if, if you only get out one or two times a year, if, if you feel a little cheated, that's all I'm asking. I can absolutely see that if you're someone that's not going to go to a lot of games and hasn't been to an opening day or 
or you know just just your first time at the ballpark i could see it be that was really fast it felt fast but uh definitely the fastest i've ever been but I'm wondering, I bet the people on Saturday were happy that the game went fast as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good that's a good segue, Crowley. Let's get into uh, Saturday. It was Justin Steele Day over at Wrigley Field. Yeah, and, and, and we clearly had high expectations after a strong 2020 season, 22 season. Uh, very excited. Justin Steele will be at Club 400 this Thursday coming up. You can uh, always send me a DM at, at Crowley's Cubs or go to the Club 400 website if you're interested in tickets on that. Looks shaky in the first inning, right? Walks the first batter. So here we go with the walks again. I'm waiting for the walks. But he gets Willie Adamez to strike out. He gave up a single to Christian Yelich. But then he got William Contreras to ground into a double play. After the first inning, Steele was locked in. They could not touch him. It was a miserable, cold, cold day. I, I, for the Cubs fans that were there, those are diehards, man, that are sitting in that weather, cheering on the team. But think about this, Dustin. After that first inning, he gave up a only two hits. He gave up a double in the third to Joey Weimer and a single to Owen Miller in the fifth. That was it. Okay, so the Brewers just really didn't see him at all. He just looked really strong. So He looked fantastic. Glad. Really, really great outing. Yeah, I was really, really glad that he was able to get out of that first with no damage and then, and then just settle into it. So that was good. But the Cubs often struggled against Brandon Woodruff. They only had five hits the entire game. And out of those five hits, Dustin, Dansby gets three and Ian gets two. No one else on the team got hit the entire day. Yeah, it's uh, it can't be all Dansby Swanson. I mean, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled with the start that Dansby Swanson has had. But there's a couple of guys that I'm not happy with the starts they've had. I can just imagine. And so as as you kind of look at this right here, you, you have, again, five hits, you're not going to win a lot of games. It's just not going to happen. Ian Happ actually gave the Cubs the lead. It's one to nothing in the sixth inning. And so everything to me, I'm watching this game. I'm driving back. I went to the Iowa uh, Cubs opening day on Friday as well. And so we're driving back on the road. And I'm kind of watching this game. We actually had the score on to listen to Pat and Ryan. We had Marquee on a phone that was on the – mounted in the car we're watching the game i'm watching steel and everything's going okay perfect six innings ian Happ has a home run and then the move that i thought was going to happen is what happens javier Assad enters the game in the seventh so if you remember Assad, brilliant in spring training touching 96 everything's great he performed as a multi-inning reliever for the wbc for team mexico as well so i'm thinking to myself Assad's going to come in, you know, he's going to take seven, eight. And if he's really lights out, he'll take nine. If not, they'll put someone else in there. No big deal. Strong seventh inning, right? He strikes out two batters and gets a ground out. But in the eighth inning, the wheels fall off. Niles um, Mastroboni replaces Trey Mancini in right. So that was the right move by David Ross to put Mastroboni in, you know, get, get the inexperienced Mancini out of right field. Brian Anser Anderson starts out with the single. Another walk, Dustin. Garrett Michael walks. And then notorious Cub killer Jesse Winker, <laughs> who was traded to Seattle, right? Cincinnati trades him to Seattle, is brought back into the NL Central after being traded to the Brewers. He singles to tie up the game. He was lifted for a pinch runner, uh, Bryce Terang, who stole second. Mike Brasil grounded out, and Assad's day was done. Michael Fulmer came in and walked the first batter he faced. So that's... Two guys that you walked in that inning, you can't do this, right? So now you got to face 
um, you know, so he walks Willie Adam, his first batter he faced, but he gets Yelich to strike out. So you have two outs, right? The game is tied, and who comes up to bat? This is absolutely the poetic beauty of baseball. William Contreras, brother of scorned former Cubs catcher Wilson <laughs> Contreras. And this, you know, this was kind of just, I felt that this was all weekend with the Brewers, especially game two and three. Death by a thousand cuts, man. They just literally just kept doing these, just putting the ball. It's almost like they couldn't have thrown it in a better spot. And so Contreras hits a bloop, and the wind's pushing it away from Miles Mastrobuani. You know, some people are yelling, oh, he should have died for it, whatever. Dropped in front of him. Two more runs score. And so after Steele's masterpiece, the Cubs bullpen coughs it up. They're now down three to one, and they try to make a little run of it in the ninth, but uh, Cody Bellinger hit into a double play when you had um, Swanson and Hap up, and, and then that's pretty much it. So Steele went six. He gave up three hits, right? One walk and eight Ks. Couldn't have asked for a better game from Justin Steele. Could not have asked for a better game. Um, Assad was charged with the blown save. You know, you can't really blame. I mean, again, the walks is what really just come back to bite you here. But Brandon Woodruff, Woodruff went six innings. He gave up three hits, one run, one walk, eight Ks. So this, to me, Dustin, was the most frustrating game out of all of them because you had them where you wanted them, right? Yeah, absolutely. Game, you know, game, absolutely. game one's in the pocket, right? Game one's in the pocket. You're, you have the lead in game two. You have the pitch. Everything is lined up, like I said. Steal to Assad, and if you need somebody, get somebody in the ninth. Just this one was the one that hurt because now you know you got to try to go and win it in the rubber match, and it didn't happen, you know? Right, and and I was what I was really – two things. I, I was disappointed in Assad after getting kind of hyped based on what he did in the World Baseball Classic. Um when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But you got to score some runs. I mean, one run's not going to do it on a day. I don't care how cold it is. I don't care how miserable it is. One run's not going to do it. The other thing, at one point, wasn't Jamison Tyon, didn't we think Jamison Tyon was pitching game number two and Steele was pitching game number three at one point? Uh, it was. It, I think the way that it lined up in spring training, for the most part, it looked like Steele would probably get two, but yeah, it could have been. All right. I, I mean, I just wonder, like, are they are they doing the righty lefty righty lefty is is that is that what's going on because boy I, I mean I just wonder if you know was Steele that good or was the weather a factor and would Jamison Tyon had looked like Justin Steele on Saturday and could Justin Steele have looked like Justin Steele on Sunday you see what I'm saying like was it the weather? I'm just very. It's just another thing to keep your eye on the next time around. If Steele pitches in some better weather, will he be as good? Will he be as effective against the hitters? And would Jamison Tyon have been better had he pitched on Saturday, which was a crap day? I, I think that Steel Steel stuff looked really good from what I saw. I don't think. I mean, obviously, it's going to help when the hitters when they're cold and they're freezing and it hurts to even get a hit. It hurts your hands. Right. I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure that's going to absolutely help any pitcher. But here's it works the thing. both His ways, right? Was, it works right. both ways. Yep. 
Right. The stuff looked good to me. Um, you know, there was a couple things that kind of blew my, that, that kind of, I wanted to touch on you with a little bit. And I, it was, uh, who was it? I'm trying to think of who hit the double. Was it Swanson who hits a double off Woodruff, right? And I know, you know, you're not going to bunt with Ian Happ and all this stuff. But on a day like that, right, it was a leadoff double. On a day like that, you hit a leadoff double. You, you got a guy in Brandon Woodruff who's a very good, way overlooked pitcher because of Corbin Burns, right? Everyone likes Corbin Burns. He gets a strikeout. He's the one that looks sexy. But Woodruff is a really good pitcher. You got a leadoff double. I know bunting isn't popular in today's world in the sabermetric community, whatever, whatever, whatever. But imagine if you get a bunt, right? Let's say Ian Happ gets a bunt down and you, you get to third with Swanson. Now a lot of things can potentially happen to, to you know, and get a, at least a little bit of a cushion or that would have given them the lead, I believe, at the time. I just thought that sometimes I think we're too quick to say never bunt, Right. And especially when the weather conditions are so miserable and everybody's struggling. Again, nobody nobody was hitting anybody that day. Like I said, the Cubs only had five hits and they were all Swanson and Hap. So everybody's struggling that day. That was just my thought process. I don't know, Dustin. Where were you at that on that? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it makes sense. I, I think on a crap day, the weather, weather has to be a factor. It, it can't all be, you know, all the sabermetrics doesn't, I don't think the weather is included in that. So I think I think you're right. I think you're onto something there for sure. Now, uh, Brendan Woodruff did have his, um, you know, his debut with the Cubs. Not the greatest, like I said. You know, you're, no one's going to sit there and say that that was a, a great game by Tyone. Even Jameson, I'm sure himself, I didn't get to hear the post game yet, but I'm taping it, so we'll see what he has to say. But Dansby, again, gives the Cubs an early lead, but I like – Nico Horner at leadoff, man. I'm really enjoying that. He ended up with a, a single and he ended up then stealing second. And then Swanson just gets him in right away. I think he kind of is that spark plug. I think he's going to have a great season. And it, it excited me with that one. But the trouble was, you know, Milwaukee kept answering every time. They answered in the top of the second. Patrick Wisdom, the guy I predicted to have the most home runs. I think you did too, right? I think in so. I think, we were, I, think we were, I think we were simpatico on that. Yep. He hit, a, he hit a solo home run in the bottom of the second, and that would be the last time the Cubs would lead. Milwaukee scored one off of Tyone in the third, one in the fourth. And then he was out, uh, you know, once he was out of the game, the bullpen again. This was just absolutely brutal on this one right here. Before so, we get into the bullpen, Crowley, before we get to the bullpen, which was brutal, why was Tyone taken out when he was taken out? I would say just by the way that he was looking as far as the number of pitches. It was only 67 say, pitches, I believe. Right, but the trouble was he was in trouble all day. So sometimes uh, I, you could – Right, you yeah, could, yeah, I agree. Right. I, I agree, but I just – it was like – it just seemed weird at that moment. I mean, again, Tyone's supposed to be a guy for you, one of the guys. I, I, I just – boy, I just thought it was a little I – thought, I thought the hook was a little too early. I, I did not. I thought the Cubs were lucky to be as close as they were in the game, okay. the way that Tyone right. was pitching. And I thought that if you kept him in there, that they were going to absolutely break it open. Now you didn't know they were going to break it open over the bullpen. If you knew that, you know what I mean? That's hindsight, you know, that, that makes it look that way. But when, when you look at, at the, the pitches, you know, sometimes you can throw 80 pitches like Justin Steele the other day, 90 some pitches. And it was, he barely worked at all. Barely had to break a sweat. Where with Tyone, everything seemed labored. Every every time, every inning, it seemed like there was a guy on first to lead off the inning. 
So I, I don't have any problem with that move right there. Uh, okay. it, once again, though, it, it was it was Julian Merriweather. He came in. It, like I said, he, they weren't doing bad, but he just walks. And, 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 and then Milwaukee, with their death by a thousand cuts, they just put contact on the ball and let things happen. Well, they were and, able to hit everything. There was no swing and miss for Merriweather at all. Everything, everything he threw looked fat and heavy, and they just put the bat on the ball and were just dropping it wherever the Cubs were. It's like a it's like a 16-inch softball game today, Crowley. Right. Cubs killer Jesse Winker, bases loaded single was the big blow to drive in two runs. And Milwaukee, that, that inning, like I said, five runs, six inning, that's the one that put it away. Cubs added a couple runs, including another solo home run for Patrick Wisdom, but they lose the rubber match nine to five. The Cubs offense scored five runs on nine hits. Wisdom had two solo home runs, so great to see. Dansby Swanson had the RBI. Tyone, four innings, like we said, didn't go long. Pay, gave up seven hits, right? And so three runs, one walk, two Ks. Lighter, Merriweather, Rucker, Alzali came out of the bullpen. But Alzali looked good. We ought to talk Alzali about that for a great. second. Alzali looked nice. Yeah, again, I think he has potential closer stuff in the future. I really, truly believe that. I don't know if it's going to be this season, but who knows? You know, If nobody takes the job, that job could be – his for the taking. Um, I thought he did really well, you know, and he was one of the guys that didn't walk somebody. When you looked at the bullpen, especially in, and this is a tweet I got off of Jordan Bastion here. Uh, this was in that uh, seventh inning. As of this tweet, the Cubs bullpen has 23.3% walk rate in the season opening series. Three Milwaukee free passes in the sixth and seventh were converted into runs in the Brewers' six-run outburst in that span. So think about that. The bullpen is walking someone a quarter of the time. Yeah. So that, that's just walks will kill you. Crowley walks will kill you. you. You know, I'm just sitting there and I was looking at the numbers and it's just like all these pitchers with the walks and Edward Elzelay so far, you were mentioning him. He's gone two innings pitch so far and he has three strikeouts and zero walks. That's what you're looking for, you know? But you go down the list, most of these guys have only pitched one inning. Brandon Boxberger has one walk. Michael Fulmer has one walk. Mark Leiter has three walks. Uh, let's see, Keegan Thompson, one walk. Michael Rucker, one walk. J- you know, Javier Assad, one walk. Julian Merriweather, Merriweather a couple. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you can't do that. that that's absolutely going to crush you. And then offensively, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, like I said, you know, we can sit there and say to ourselves, you know, God, take a look at Dansby Swanson. I mean, that that guy right now is hitting 583, right? And then Ian Happ is 375, Patrick Wisdom 286, and then you start kind of going down there. But Trey Mancini, eh, Nick Madrigal, 167, Jan Gomes, 143. Uh, Cody uh, Bellinger, Crowley, Cody Bellinger, triple zero, bats. triple zero. Bats. Yep. That was uh, not the start that uh, Cody Bellinger wanted to have. New, 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 new. But I think before, you know, anyone hits the panic button, don't forget that the Brewers are a really good team that have really good pitching. And hopefully the Cubs offense saw the way that Milwaukee attacked. And I think that's the recipe for the Cubs to do well. Advance when you can. I saw them like ball in the dirt and the catcher's trying to get it. Yeah, they're very aggressive. Very aggressive. Aggressive team. Didn't strike out a lot. I thought that defensively for the Cubs, Dansby Swanson was everything is advertised. Man, was I so impressed watching him 
Nico had a couple plays at second that I'm kind of in, but but Dansby just blew me away. Some of the plays that he made, some of the runs that he saved. I thought Jan Gomes had a really good defensive series, blocking balls and, and doing well. It was a tough weekend to play baseball. Let, let, let's be 100% honest. Now, both teams have got to do it. Both teams have got to do it. But I just wouldn't go crazy based on this small sample size of a, one series right now. All right, Crowley, my second biggest question, and you just kind of dipped your toe into it, so I'm going to follow up right now. Why would the Cubs open up at home against the Brewers when the Brewers have a dome on their stadium and they're playing in March? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I love that the Cubs opened up the season at Wrigley Field, okay? But the opening day is still going to be special, whether it's game number one or game number six or seven or eight. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. They're opening up at Wrigley in March against a team that has a dome. Doesn't make any sense. Zero. There's always going to be this argument and fight because the games that are the most valuable, no matter what, are your summer games. And everybody wants to have as little April and May games as possible and would love to have the June, July, August games. So as much as you have, that's what they would want. And so that's just the way that the schedule makers do it. I wish I could have a better answer than you. Listen, Miller Park, which now is called something in family insurance or whatever park, the place would have been packed for three days, and it would have been Wrigley Field North if the if the people in Wisconsin didn't want to show up. Okay, Chicagoans would have went up in full force. They would have had a great they would have had a great gate. Milwaukee would have had a great great gate. I'm just saying yeah. it just doesn't it just doesn't make any sense. And again, you're right. Both teams have to play it. It's not why the Cubs lost the series. It's not why the Brewers won the series. It just it wasn't the best brand of baseball because of the weather. I mean, they're lucky they didn't play on Friday. They probably couldn't have played on Friday. And then right, Saturday right. was and Saturday, okay, the sun was out, but it was windy and crappy. Otherwise, today was yep. nice. Today was spectacular. Yep, yep. And you got anyway. a three hour game. You got a three-hour game. And you almost had a three-hour game because the bullpen of the Cubs was so bad.